1: the Gulf South. It's 7 a.m.
2: Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio.
3: Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. So glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Colado. Hey, Damian.
4: Good morning, young (laughs)
3: lady. (laughs) Yes,
4: it's Friday for sure. Doing great. Mm -hmm. I love this cool weather like this. Mm -hmm. do you
3: i like the warmth but it's fine i don't like we're dealing with it i don't like cold
4: but this is this is nice to wake up to every morning
3: (laughs) yeah it's change (laughs) so
4: uh got a great show coming up uh but today is the feast day of saint martin de tours are y'all ready to have him yeah let him intercede for us and we're gonna ask that right now in the name of the father son holy spirit amen Glorious St Martin, my blessed patron, I humbly ask you with great faith that you attain from God the font of all mercies that my ways on this earth, my works and my tolls will be cleansed and opened with clarity. In the name of the God, in the name of God, St Martin de Tours, remove all the harms that may interfere with me and give me the work and prosperity that one needs in order to do your will, O oh, blessed relief. Give me your saintly protection. Assist me, I beg you, in these difficult times. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Martin de Tours, pray for us.
3: Pray for us. And like I said, perfect saint for today because today is Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day to all of our wonderful veterans, whether in our family, friends, all those who have served our country. Thank you so much for your service and your sacrifice. We greatly appreciate it. And we're praying for you today and always. So uh, Veterans Day, Day, very important day. And when you see a veteran, tell them thank you for your service and say a little prayer for them. So. We have some events in your listening area we will give you details about in eight minutes stay with us we have a lot of stuff going on and you definitely want to stay tuned for that in 18 minutes father bart tullison joins us he's been on wake up multiple times before he's a friend of father Stuart long you know from father stew the movie um well he's going to be talking about Father Stu Reborn, which is a more family-friendly version of Father Stu. If you've ever seen the movie, there's a lot of cursing in the movie. Well, this one has less of that. <laughs> so you you might want to feel more comfortable bringing the family to go see this movie. So great film. And Father Bart is going to tell us a little bit more about his relationship with Father Stu. It's a great interview. In 35 minutes, Father Justin Daffron joins us. He's the interim president at Loyola University in New Orleans. He's gonna be talking about a student-led pantry called Iggy's Cupboard and Saturday's Wolves on the Prowl Day of Service. So we're in the giving season and he's gonna give us details. And in 48 minutes, Terry Dixon joins us. We always love talking to Terry over in the Diocese of Biloxi, and he'll give us an update of what you're going to find in this week's Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper over in the Gulf South. So Damien's going to be a great interview with Terry and all our guests today. Looking forward to it.
4: Yes, indeed. And it's abundant sunshine today on this Veterans Day, and it's going to be that way through the weekend. We may see a stray shower tomorrow, but only a 20% chance. Otherwise, plenty of sunshine and And it's going to be very nice. Tomorrow, expect to see a cool front move in, though, with the high only to be around 60 and the low around 40. Today, the high is going to be 80 and the low 52. So a 20-degree swing from today versus tomorrow. Wow. Winds out of the west-northwest at 5 to 10. And you could expect rain come Monday, though, 90% chance in the forecast. So get ready for that. And highs all next week pretty much in the 50s. Temperatures in and around the area. Home of Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, it's 55. New Orleans and Gulfport, 62. In Mandeville, it's 58. It's five after the hour right now
5: on a Friday morning on Wake Up. Good morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 17. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah... So it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Similarly as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building on the day when Lot left Sodom. Fire and brimstone rained from the sky to destroy them all. So it will be on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, someone who is on the housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them, and likewise one in the field must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses it will save it. I tell you, on that night there will be two people in one bed, one will be taken, the other left. And there will be two women grinding meal together, one will be taken, the other left. They said to him in reply, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect.
0: When Jesus returns at his second coming, that cataclysmic event will occur so suddenly that there may be no time to repent. To stress the point of unexpected suddenness, Jesus drew on two catastrophic events that were familiar to his audience. The first was a great flood at the time of Noah, and the second was the destruction of Sodom. In both instances, the people went about their daily tasks, living without any warning that a catastrophe was lurking at their door. Because the time of the Second Coming is unknown, many Christians ignore the sense of urgency Jesus is trying to give us in today's gospel. However. We are all familiar with death. We are also familiar with sudden deaths, where the deceased had little or no warning that he would soon be standing before God's judgment. Then his eternal destiny is sealed by how he lived his life. Only a fool is complacent about his judgment, because eternity lasts forever. Fear of hell is not the highest motive but it is far better than the experience of hell. Jesus' message is clear. Whoever lives by preferring the comforts and pleasures of this world to God will lose his eternal life in the time of judgment. But in contrast, those who lose their life by rejecting the false values of this world, the flesh and the devil, will keep his eternal life forever. When Jesus spoke about one taken and one left. He was not informing us of some secret rapture where the just would be swept up into heaven out of danger at the time of the Antichrist and Jesus' second coming. This false idea has absolutely no biblical support. Jesus was here using an idiom of speech to express unexpected suddenness. The one taken unexpectedly is the one taken to judgment And it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Jesus came to free us from sin, not tribulation. He calls us to carry our cross after him, not to escape it. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers.
4: Thank you, Jimmy, and thank you, Father Chris. It is 11 after the hour on a Friday morning. Happy Friday morning to you. And you know, there's a number of events taking place. One in particular that I think is very important to share with you is if you've been interested in becoming a spiritual director, this is your opportunity to find out a lot more. The Internship in Spiritual Direction Information Meeting is going to take place Tuesday, November 15th from 6 to 7 And it's a virtual presentation. You don't even have to leave the house to find out this information. Mm. Uh, Trained spiritual directors are going to hold an informational meeting, and that meeting is going to uh, take place. There will be in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, of course, but uh, it's a two-year program. And what's important to note is 200 spiritual directors have already gone through the program and are now serving the wow. diocese in Louisiana. Not just in the archdiocese, but throughout the state. Uh, the meeting will discuss program, uh, the purpose, the prerequisites that one needs, and the structure. And keep in mind, as I said, it's a two-year internship program. If you want to learn more, just go to Dio. Uh, Or the Archdiocese, I should say, website. Uh, I've got the wrong one here. So go to the Archdiocese. Gabby, you probably know it by heart,
3: though. Yeah, it's arch-no.org. That's the Archdiocese website.
4: That's where you go. Okay. Thanks for the (laughs) help on that.
3: Yeah, no problem. This is so exciting. On Thursday, November 19th, that's next Thursday at noon, there will be a celebration of the closure of the abortion clinic in Baton Rouge, located on Colonial Drive. Dr. Haywood Robinson from 40 Days for Life will be speaking on his experience as a former abortionist and his role now in the pro-life movement. That's going to be super powerful. He will be joined by local pastors to lead those attending in prayer for an end to abortion worldwide those attending are asked to bring a chair as the event will be taking place in the open space across from the former abortion clinic in baton rouge on colonial drive that's 756 colonial drive the gathering will take place november 19th at noon and it's sponsored by the baton rouge right to life it's right next to woman's new life clinic in baton rouge so you can also look up uh, where they are as well if you're looking for the location but what a powerful event
4: yes very much so and uh if you need bring a chair or two because you're going to need it because Mm -hmm. it's in an open area right across the street uh speaking of really seeing things happen our box of joy campaign is just (laughs) overflowing our lobby with boxes of joy for little ones Yes, we have over 100 boxes, and there's more on the way. We're getting calls from all over, from as far away as Bunky, all the way to the Cajun country in Crowley, and, of course, New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and, and even Mississippi. We're loving it, and I know those kids are going to mm-hmm. love it for Christmas. Uh, Gabby, I've just never seen the response like this. I, I don't know if we had this kind of response last year.
3: It's absolutely incredible. I don't think so either. We're getting more today as well. The drop off times today are 6:15 in the morning to 12 p.m., and then the drop off times for tomorrow are 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So uh, you can go to the dollar store or even you know your local grocery store and pick up some you know little coloring books, markers, yes. crayons, socks, anything for these kids toiletries. For Christmas. Yeah,
4: I got some toiletries, mm-hmm. a hairbrush for the little one I was th- yeah. uh, putting the box together for, and uh, again, mm-hmm. it's all for a good cause if you want to just make a monetary donation, we have to ship these things. Mm -hmm. We'll take that as well, and that'll help go toward getting these boxes to those kids throughout the world. Don't go too far. 15 After on Wake Up.
6: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 11th. Today, we celebrate St. Martin of Tours. He may have disappointed his father by becoming a conscientious objector, but today's saint went on to become one of the most popular saints in the Church. Martin was born in what is now Hungary in the fourth century, but raised in Italy. His father, a pagan military officer, expected his son to follow him into the Roman army. But the younger man was more interested in taking up the life of a Christian monk. Baptized at eighteen, five years later, Martin refused a war bonus telling his commander, I am a soldier of Christ. Martin became a monk living first in Italy and then in France, where he established what might have been the first French monastery. He lived there for ten years, preaching throughout the countryside and attracting disciples. By popular demand, he was made bishop of Tours. He continued to live as a monk as he moved about his diocese, often on foot. One of the first saints not to have been martyred, Martin died in 397 after serving as Bishop of Tours for 25 years. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
3: It is 19 past the hour on Wake Up. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Community Radio this morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto. Our first guest today is Father Bart Tullison. He's a friend of Father Stuart Long. You probably know him from the movie Father Stu. He's also an associate chaplain and campus minister over at Carroll College in Montana. Good morning, Father Bart. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Good morning, Gabby. Good to be with you
3: absolutely how is the weather in montana i have a friend in salt lake and a friend in boise and it's already snowing there <laughs> they've sent pictures yeah, of them we're shoveling gonna, snow not, but
1: not just we're, we're not just gonna have a white christmas but a white thanksgiving so it's five <laughs> degrees right now outside <laughs>
3: My goodness. Well, we're so glad to have you with us on Wake Up once again to talk about Father Stu, but this time it's going to be Father Stew Reborn. So tell us a little bit about this family-friendly uh, religious movie, drama, whatever you want to call it. It's a really good movie. I watched it the other day, and I absolutely loved it.
1: So when Father Stew first came out back in April, you know, the filmmakers were pretty insistent just to be authentic that it drew an R rating, and obviously with an R rating, that keeps a lot of people away for, for good reasons, particularly younger people or people that are easily offended by having to just listen to such language. And so I think hearing that message and it got out there that they decided that it would give a PG-13 a try, and so I know that uh, the director had to go back and, and kind of tinker with the dialogue, tinker with some of the things, cut out a few things, just slightly rearrange some shots, to get it down there. So the thing that I liked about seeing it at PG-13 was some of the wonderful dialogue in the film comes out a little clearer because, you know, you're not in such shock value by some of the language that was initially in the first release.
3: So I did watch the first release and um, the language doesn't bother me. I'm just gonna be quite honest with you. But I know that for some people, of course, I would never wanna watch it with my son in the room just because it's, you know, a lot of bad words. It seems like every other scene, but that's exactly how Father Stu kind of was, in a sense. You know, his his demeanor is that is that kind of how they portrayed it. Yes,
1: talk, t- talking to Stu's sister, she'll tell you that every bad word she learned she <laughs> learned from Stu. So,
3: <laughs> talk about your relationship with him, Father Bart. Uh, we've the times that we have interviewed you really have had such a quite unique one with him.
1: Well, we were ordained together. We were both converts, and I think because we were also older a little bit later vocationally that we kind of hit it off. Uh, you know, we came from different backgrounds, but we also came into the Church really not knowing a lot about the Church in terms of our conversion. So from there, I think we saw things in a similar way. Uh, Stu was, uh, was more bold perhaps than I was because he was on living and borrowed time, so he would just cut to the quick with people and just hit them right between the eyes and From my perspective, it was always fun to kind of watch him at work in his ministry because people really took it to heart. I mean, a man in a wheelchair talking to you about how important it is to walk with Jesus Christ, and you've got to start right now, and you can't make any exceptions and no compromise. People would take that quite seriously because they saw Jesus Christ working in Father Stu, his broken body, but his sharp mind and his beautiful sense of humor and his great attitude
3: most definitely well father Stu was trending just a few weeks ago in number one on netflix and my husband actually watched father stew on the plane they had it as one of the options of the free movies that you could watch so pretty cool stuff um but it, how they portrayed it in the movie his life was it pretty accurate or did they add kind of extra stuff
1: Stu's dad bill long said they basically they they we both get to the same place But they took a little different course. Some of the things are are rearranged. Some of the things never happened. Obviously, some of his acquaintances, they kind of um, converged into a couple of characters that, you know, were through the whole film. And that's just so they can get the film told and the story told in two hours. So some of it was right on. Some of it was, uh, you know, they, they added things or took away some things. For me, the thing that's most uh, that I wish that we could deal with, and I think we're trying to work to deal with it, is to find out about Stu's priesthood because it mm-hmm. was uh, it was really something, and the movie doesn't really go into that. And one of the things you notice that Stu, instead of uh, using bad language, started. Uh, having men especially have cuss jars for bad language and have to give the money to, uh, you know, a food, shul- food uh, bank or, or homeless shelter or something like that. So he was very intent on cleaning up his own act and getting others to clean up their act. But it was a profound priesthood. It really was.
3: It really was. Yes, most definitely. Damien, have you seen
4: it? Uh, oh, yes, I did. When it uh, The first week it came out, and Father Bart, I got a question. What? memory sticks out the most between you and Father Stu, one that we have not heard of or seen, if there is such a memory?
1: I think two things. One is, Stu and I have been able to talk freely about his life on the other side, that he wasn't going to stop being a priest once he died, and we kind of made some some deals about uh, his move to heaven, my part and his part. And seeing those things beginning to happen is really beautiful, very profound. People being drawn to stew uh, more and more so, particularly through this film. And secondly, is I, I just remember that, that that move from like telling him goodbye, the you know just a few days before he died, to you know just living the, the first couple of years without him, uh, you know having that good friend taken away and but also realizing, because we had made that deal, that good friend is still there, just in a different way. And that's wow. just so much hope. It's the hope of the Christian message, uh, eternal life and, yeah. and the saints. And it, mm-hmm. it, that's what I'm really excited about and thankful to the Lord for.
4: Yeah, the you know, striving to get to the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we've been reading in the gospel the last couple of days.
1: Right, and then from our Catholic faith, not only is just getting to the kingdom of heaven, but realize once you're there, the mission's not over. <laughs> it's not over until the end. And so those saints take on a, a new role to help us who are left. And it's really a profound work and really that aid in the spiritual battle and to provide grace and healing from uh, the heavenly kingdom through our Lord and our Blessed Mother and the saints, and one I think hopefully one day fathers do even
3: wow incredible well the movie the pg-13 cut will be released exclusively in theaters december 9th so check your local listings for that father bart what kind of message or takeaway would you like families who watch father stew uh to leave with once they have seen it
1: well in terms of the film it's still pg-13 so so approach it with Mm -hmm. caution but i certainly think that A lot of parents that I've talked to say, well, now I can finally show it to my teenage kids, and I think this will be really great. And so I think that's a good thing. And then I would also say, after you see the film, there's a lot more uh, about Stu there. I I just got word from Ignatius that I wrote uh, memoirs about Stu. They'll be coming out in 2023. And also we're Mm. hopeful to to get more information out about Stu's mission, mission and his priesthood and his ongoing work from the other side. We have an organization. Called Beyond227.org. And uh, that you can go to the website and read more about Father Stuart Long there.
3: Incredible. Father Bart Toleson, friend of Father Stuart Long, an associate chaplain and campus minister over at Carroll College in Montana. Uh, Father Bart, before we let you go, may we ask for a priestly blessing from you?
1: Certainly. To all those who are listening this morning, we ask for God's peace and blessing. May they arrive at their definition safely if they're driving, and have a blessed weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Martin of Tours, pray for us.
3: Pray for us. Thank you so much, Father Bard, for joining us again. It's always a joy having you with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Have a nice day
3: absolutely definitely check the movie out it is a wonderful film and a great message I was hooked from the beginning of course I love a Mel Gibson movie and Mark Wahlberg movies so uh, and the, those two are in there as well uh, real quick before we go to our next break let's talk about the 2022 New Orleans pulse immersion retreat that's coming up on Saturday November 19th the early bird discounted rate is $25 um, and when the price increase to $30 this includes a meal t-shirt and educational materials. For the retreat, Pulse is a wonderful educational uh, retreat for pro, the pro life movement. So, uh, how to have conversations when you are met with maybe someone who is pro choice and you're pro life, uh, how to be kind of educated on what's going on in our country today as far as pro life legislation. So, definitely check that out. You can go to prolifelouisiana.org and also. Damien, real quick, if anyone has any events in their listening area for Advent or the Christmas season or even into the new year, you can send it to us absolutely free at ccradio.live. Click on the Events and News tab and click Submit Your Event. You can send me as many events as you want. I've even gotten some to July already for next year. Uh, And of course, if you have even those Lenten retreats, I know we haven't even gotten into Advent yet, but if you have those fish fries, you have those Lenten retreats or anything going on in your parish, we can certainly put those on our calendar for free and maybe even talk about it on Wake Up. So yes, it's indeed. a great opportunity. Uh,
4: by the way, I don't know if you heard, but the 2023 Men of Immaculata Conference tickets are now on sale. That sells out every year, and they (laughs) wanted to kind of get the word out as Advent is right around the corner. But the event's going to be February 25th at St. George Catholic Church in Baton Rouge, where it has been uh, for the last number of years. This year's theme is Prepare to Encounter the Lord. So the Men of the Immaculata Conference, tickets are $25. If you want to get your tickets now, go to menoftheimmaculata.com men of the immaculata.com featured speaker is uh, a former navy seal officer and also um, they've got a number of others that are going to be speaking we're going to get more into details as time goes on and we get closer to the event but uh, in the meantime it's already 30 after the hour stick around we have a lot more coming your way on wake up
3: 35 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Colado. You can actually watch us live on our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com and search Catholic Community Radio on there. Also, we are participating in I Give Catholic on Giving Tuesday. Please consider donating to Catholic Community Radio during this giving day. Uh, We actually have our giving pages up so you can take a look at our needs. You can go to Dot live and there is a Baton Rouge giving page and a New Orleans giving page. So, Damien, a wonderful day of giving
4: very good a wonderful yes. day of giving yes. yes a wonderful day of giving and this is the giving time of year and here's a guy who's always giving of himself terry dixon director of communications <laughs> with the diocese of biloxi he's also the editor of the gulf pine catholic newspaper in the gulf coast of mississippi and throughout the state of mississippi terry good morning and welcome back to wake up
7: Good morning. Good to be with you.
4: Well, we're always glad to have you. You always have some good things to chat about. Uh, one in particular, the Advent Mission at St. Peter of the Apostle Parish in uh, Pascagoula. Uh, casting Nets, that, that's a great group,
7: by the way. It really is. They have been to our diocese on several occasions. They were at Holy Family Catholic Church in Past Christiane. Last year, I believe it was, and they were in Hattiesburg at St. Thomas Aquinas Church um, just recently. So now they'll be appearing at St. Peter the Apostle Parish in Pascagoula, November 27th through 29th. And that mission will be held at 6 o'clock each evening, the last 90 minutes. The missionary disciples are Tony Brandt and Chris Stewart, and they will discuss the new evangelization. Chris and Tony believe that you grow faith by sharing your faith. So all are welcome to come and support this Parish Advent mission. St. Peter the Apostle Parish is located at 1704 Telephone Road in Pascagoula.
4: Telephone Road, there you go, Telephone. don't call, come. That's the motto.
7: <laughs> exactly. That's the motto. That's the motto of the mission, actually. I love it. <laughs> Hang up the phone and get in your car and get over here right now. That's right. A lot of good. Hey, a lot of good things going on at Saint Peter the Apostle Parish.
4: What What are um, some of the others? While While we're on the subject of of their church parish,
7: well, Bishop Kinneman recently installed a new pastor there, a Josephite Father Emmanuel Awe from Nigeria. He previously served as pastor of parishes in Rain and Church Point, Louisiana so we're excited about having Father Emmanuel.
4: Yeah, yeah, so uh you you realize he's now used to gumbo and etouffee and things like that. Y'all going to be able to provide that for him?
7: Uh actually um St. Peter, I think they're having a a big gumbo sale coming up. Um maybe next weekend. I'll have to check into that. But yeah. um yeah, they sell gumbo and fried fish. They do a they do a top-notch job. It's a very um very popular event yeah they do it several times a year so
4: well uh also on page seven in this uh month's issue or or bi-monthly issue the 2223 diocesan search retreat team has uh, been appointed and a lot of things are getting planned for them as well right
7: yeah so we search is designed for high school teens in grades 11 and 12 and They hold search weekends, and they accept up to 45 participants for each weekend. Um, They have weekends coming up in January and February. You can read all about that in the latest edition of the Gulf Pine Catholic, but they have 13 search team retreat team members who are going to be helping the participants. And yeah, that's, long, that's uh,
4: for high school kids, I believe, uh, juniors and seniors, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, I think uh, in January and February when the actual retreats may be taking place at Sacred Heart Retreat Center in – how do you say that? Dido? Am I saying that
7: right, Terry?
4: No, you're saying it. No, you're not. Dido. 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 Oh, okay. Now I know. <laughs> oh, Now I know it's Dido.
7: The, they call the retreats that are up there the Dito
4: Hilton. Oh, do they?
3: Oh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, they, they must enjoy it then. Either that or they're being a little sarcastic, one or the other. But uh, I, I, I
3: don't know.
7: I. I, I I've stayed in a Hilton, so, you know. I, I,
4: I, I That's right. I wouldn't make I fun know. of that. So, uh, <laughs> now there are, <laughs> there are some events taking place, and quite, in fact, quite a few. I love page two. So, just kind of share uh, some of the key ones three or four, if nothing else, as to what people need to be aware of. We've got a little bit of time, so you can uh, expound on each one if you want.
7: Okay, let's start with Father Adam Urbaniak's Polish Christmas dinner. I
4: knew you were on- going to start with that one, even though it was toward the end of the article. You had to talk about that <laughs> one
5: first.
7: Well, now's the time. You know, if you want to reserve a seat, you got to get there early. You got to buy that ticket early. Uh, and so, Father Adam is having a Polish dinner on Saturday, December third, at six p.m. in the Resurrection High School cafeteria on convent mm. avenue and pascagoula and do you know why they call it convent avenue there's a convent there no there was there was a convent there not anymore oh okay <laughs> well but mm. well, is there another
4: reason
3: there you go
7: no that's the reason oh, there okay a good there. <laughs> then it was a good guess okay <laughs> yeah. so the, the, follow along the tickets are 33 dollars each and there will be entertainment a silent auction at a cash bar. Okay. So you can you can either get the tickets in person um, after the weekend masses, or you can call the parish office. Call Stephanie; she's very nice.
4: All right. Two two
7: eight seven six two one six five three. So any, any
4: idea what the menu is going to be like? I uh, my mom was Polish, so I ate certain Polish foods. I was wondering uh, if you had an inkling as to cookies. what Father Adam was going to work up for everyone.
7: I do not know. Okay. But um he's done it before and it's been a big hit. Um the so father Adam is from Poland, so
4: Yeah. Well good. I know it's yeah, gonna awesome. be a yeah. so,
7: right. Um he, he He's he's a great guy. He yeah. He traveled with us recently to um Italy and Germany and Austria and you know, it was just, you know, really yeah. big hit and he I think the people are gonna love coming there and um having dinner with Father Adam on Saturday, December 3rd at 6 p.m. Okay. What You're else is happening? How about that? Yeah, it's good. Women's coming up December 8th through 11th, um, contact information is listed on page two of the paper. You can find out more at org. We have a healing mass November 15th at our Mother of Mercy Church in Past Christiane. That will be six o'clock again on friday november 18th and that church is located at 216 social avenue in past christian
4: great november and
7: 19th go ahead one more oh, okay saint elizabeth seaton church and the saint vincent de paul society will be having a craft sale november 19th and november 20th and that's on riley road in ocean springs
4: okay and a couple of other articles one in particular because he's we're a fan of father mark beard uh you did y'all did a great story on the retreat he had at saint alphonsus uh, church parish in ocean springs share with everyone uh, there were 100 participants at that at that uh, retreat
7: yeah i hate that i wasn't able to get there to be part of that but um father beard did a really good job and um brought a lot of people you know he is going to be the um he is not going to be he already is the director of the retreat center up in shadowa
3: yeah
4: our lady of hope Uh uh-huh our
7: Our lady of hope and um you know that's i'm looking forward to going up there and visiting to see what all they have to offer at our lady of hope and you could find out more information about Our Lady of Hope by going to www.ourladyofhopemf.com.
4: And give us one other website if they want more information on on the uh, Gulf Pine newspaper. Where do they go?
7: org And if I may do one last plug.
4: Ten seconds.
7: to, To remind everybody of Xavier University Choir Concert. November 20th at 2 p.m. at Our Mother Sorrows Church on Division Street in Bel-
3: It is 48 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Colado. Our next guest is David Dawson, Jr. He's the director of the Office of Paris Support for the Diocese of homewood Thibodeau. And today we are talking about struggling with patience. And when I got this topic, I said, you know what? Perfect. This is exactly what I need to hear sometimes. (laughs) Dave, thanks so much for being with us today. Good morning.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's definitely something (laughs) that, uh, I was challenged with this morning. I was, I was framed with the, the, the gospel and, you know, what Jesus says, whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will save it. And what struck me was that, uh, you know, it was, I was brought back to a situation with the kids. It's a typical situation. I'm trying to get dinner together. or I'm trying to, uh, mm-hmm. I think, kind of thing. And, you know, I just I start seeing them as projects. I start seeing them as projects that aren't working well. I start losing my patience. Mm-hmm. And typically, uh, it, it's the assumption is the reason I'm having a bad day is because everybody else is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Or the reason I'm having a bad day is because the circumstances are just not as they should be making life hard for me. And the truth is, uh, what I was convicted of this morning with the gospel is that this is a very self-centered, obviously, way of thinking that, like, ultimately, it's because I'm trying to preserve my life, that I feel like there's something about my life that's in danger, and there's other people who are putting that in danger, and if you people could just give me some space, if I could just have what I needed, I'd be okay. And it becomes, like, impatience in me is a bad feeling that comes from the fact that I think that, like, there's something about me that's in danger right? That I have to preserve it. Mm. I got to keep it safe. And so I've got to fight to make sure that I get what I need, right? Which is a terrible place to be. If I got to feel like I'm fighting to get what I need, especially from the people that depend upon me, people that, I, that, that that need my love and my attention, you know, like, and I'm fighting against them to get what I need. It's a rough spot and mm. I can see it in the kids' faces. I can see it in my family members, my wife. They're like, it's just, that's a, a very toxic environment. Um, and so as opposed to the decision, which could be very much a way to diffuse this like well it's not about me mm-hmm. what if i'm not focused on my own self-preservation right what if i can focus on the good that that's right here in front of me and, and not worry so much about the fact that there aren't things aren't as they should be for me you know
3: Yeah. Sometimes it's just a bad day. I know that yesterday, I don't know what it was. uh, I was just dragging along throughout the day, just super exhausted. Uh, My emotions were all over the place because I was super tired. I barely got sleep that night. So everything was just on a thin (laughs) line (laughs) for me yesterday. And it was a struggle all day. Um, And then I wake up this morning and I feel like myself again. Sometimes it's just a bad day.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that part of it is it when I'm focused on how tired I am, uh, and and what mm-hmm. happens is I start calculating. This is kind of subconscious calculating. How much more of this can I take? How much more yeah. do I need to give? Like how much? What? what how much more of this? You know, uh, can I, I start measuring how much I can I can give and how much I have left in the tank, and that's when I get in trouble because that's the self-preservation mode kicking in. And, and, and when I can, if something, if something distracts me, which is funny, while I, when we watch TV or we watch a, a video or something like that on, on our phones, the reason why it, it feels like it helps is because we're not thinking about ourselves anymore. I'm not calculating yeah. anymore. I'm, I'm being brought into someone else's story. And the truth is we're made for that. When I can be brought into someone else's reality, I stop trying to measure how much more is in my tank and I don't think about that anymore. So I can actually, I'm mm-hmm. made to be distracted by the quote-unquote stories of the people around me, my family members, my co-workers, like I'm made to lose myself, right, and what they've got going on, so that I'm not focused on how tired I am, and so if I, there are ways that I can choose, you know, and God gives us that grace if we're, if we allow Him to, right, and even in the moment to be like, all right, help me to lose myself with somebody else, so I'm not so focused on how tired I am, or trying to measure how much yeah. I have left in the tank, you know, because that's, it's usually a pretty sad reality because they usually don't feel like I've got much looking in the tank. But it's funny how yeah. someone else, the tank kind of doesn't matter anymore. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. well we're about we, we're about to get into that season where we're running around trying to check everything off of our list before we get together with maybe family members the holidays are coming up with Thanksgiving and of course we have Christmas uh, we're getting those perfect gifts we're trying to get that perfect meal together um, and then of course we have family all around us and friends and we're just trying to make it as perfect as possible I don't know maybe that's just me um, but any advice on what we can do to kind of take a step back maybe prepare ourselves before we get into to that time of the year where we are, uh, you know, super busy with our lives?
2: Yes, absolutely. I think, number one, prayer is to, to be able to, to receive God's help with that. Because I think the assumption a lot of times is like God tells us, hey, you need to be more patient, so i got to just power it out and be more <laughs> patient. But the truth is, if God's telling me to be more patient, it's because He wants to help me with that. and He's ready to help me with that. The grace is at hand to do this well. He's not going to call me to do it. If I'm not it's not actually gonna be possible. So I think the key there and that's what I've discovered is again with these things if I can Start practicing now with my own kids my own spouse my own coworkers, And to receive the grace of being able to focus on them rather than Mm -hmm. on my projects because that's I mean We get caught in the same thing at this time of year You know with, with trying to get being busy and trying to get it all done for other people and it's like is it for other people? Or is it my own checklist? Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's for other people, I can take delight in that, right? But if it's my own checklist, I'm going to lose my patience quick. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And sometimes we just need to go in the other room and take a breather, um, you know, and (laughs) I don't know. But thank you so much, Dave, for for giving us that advice. you know, you have uh, nine kids in your household, um, yeah. and I yeah. just commend you and your wife for giving the attention you give to your children because they are such happy children, and you can see that. Um, for Real quick, <laughs> we have about a minute left. Uh, do you have any tips or anything for giving our attention to our family when we've had a tiresome week or a tiresome day? Because we don't want to take that stuff for yeah. granted.
2: No, it's and we're always tired. And that's the key. Like, I, I can always <laughs> say I'm just too tired. And I think the key is the kids don't care. Uh, and to be honest, nobody really does. And, and I, if they're super, you know, virtuous and heroic, they might. But truth be told, if I can start practicing losing myself and whatever they've got going on and forgetting about the fact that I'm tired, it's, it's a mental exercise, but it works. Uh, mm-hmm. It really doesn't feel like a choice, but I am choosing to focus on how tired I am. I am or I could choose to focus on them and lose sight of how tired I am. It, it's, it works. It's a mental trick, but it does work.
3: Most definitely. David Dawson, Jr., Director of the Office of Peer Support for the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau. Dave, second day this week that we're speaking with you, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, where can we go to find out more information about what you do in the diocese?
2: Yeah, htdiocese.org, homothibodeau.org. Uh, it's, we are the Office of Parish Support. checks out. We got lots of resources to help you get things going.
3: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dave, for being with us today. Thanks, guys. All right. You can check that out again, htdiocese.org. But wonderful information. You know, I don't know if I, I think I needed to hear that more than most people. Um, it's just one of those days where you're just, tired and i'm glad dave gave us that those tips especially as we get into that busy season uh which is actually my favorite time of the year so i always want to try to make it count and soak up every minute of it so
4: well (laughs) i could tell you i was the most impatient person you'd ever want to meet and and i was praying for patience and that's when we discovered we were going to have our first child and that's really when i developed patience was once we started having children uh you have to be you're a very patient person so uh yeah yeah don't be afraid to pray for patience especially those who are Mm -hmm. driving to work right now i'm sure you could use a little Mm -hmm. of it yourself uh and it's never easy whether you're in new orleans baton rouge by the mississippi river bridge or anywhere, just be patient behind the wheel too. I think of that every time I hear the word patience. Okay, we're gonna pray to St. Martin in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. St. Martin, blessed Bishop of Tours, may your virtues and charity accompany us always. We will not cease to pray to you and to thank Almighty God for all the favors granted. And we promise to be charitable in giving with all our brothers and sisters in need. St. Martin, please intercede for us free it freely and protect us all and our loved ones each and every day from the evil one. We ask this through Jesus
7: Christ our Lord. Amen. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.